Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Rolling along, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with our guests like Paul O'Neill coming up in a half hour on the Goodyear Hotline. Busy we are coming off of finally an epic game. I mean, that really was a fantastic game last night. This is a, a final series that had been close. Let me rephrase that. It had been even, but it hadn't been close. Right now, we've played four games. The Bucks, if you add up all the total points, are three points better than the Suns. And last night, two of those points were prevented by Giannis Antetokounmpo with one of the uh, genuinely a play for the ages. I, I don't really know how else to describe it. We've talked about it a lot today. It's genuinely one of the greatest plays that I've ever seen. It is a defensive play in which Giannis stops everyone. He stops Devin Booker, who's having an enormous night. He cuts him off. Booker is going to get to the basket if Giannis doesn't come over and give help. And Booker thinks he's got the easiest bucket of the night, throws up an alley-oop to DeAndre Ayton. And in a play that I'm not sure I can think of who else would be able to make it, Giannis manages to get to spin his entire body around, locate the ball, get up high enough, I mean literally above the cylinder, to block the shot perfectly clean. It's one of the great plays that you will ever see. So who are the players, Nuno, who are the players who just athletically could do that to have the size and the agility? Like, I think LeBron James could do it. I I think think Hmm. LeBron, do you think, Nuno, does LeBron go on the list of players who in theory could make that play? I'm, I'm not saying they would or did or have. LeBron has his own chase down block. But I think he's big enough and quick enough that he is one of the few players I can think of who could make that play. Does that sound right? He does. What about Scotty? Scotty Pippen. See, Scotty Pippen, I think Giannis is a good four inches taller than Scotty Pippen. I mean, he went up and stuffed. DeAndre Ayton is a legit seven feet tall, right? So mm-hmm. so to get up there and 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 absolutely stone a guy that big, you, you have to be that big. Maybe LeBron isn't big enough. How big is LeBron? Is LeBron 6'8"? Mm-hmm. So maybe even that's not big enough. I mean, Giannis is 6'11". Giannis is looking DeAndre Ayton square in the eyes. So I, I think you almost have to be that big. Pippen has the athleticism to do it, and Pippen certainly would have been able to get back quickly enough. He would cut off Booker. I don't know that he could get up there high enough. Maybe he could. He's got the leaping ability. He is way above the rim. Yeah. I mean, an average NBA defender gets dunked on. A good NBA defender fouls him. Right. Giannis might be the only one that does that. Who, who, that. It, it's a spectacular play. I mean, I, I don't, I feel as the morning has gone on, it's one of those, you know, social media is good for some things. And one of them is I just sat and watched that play without meaning to on a loop over and over and over again because I just wanted to see it one more time because I, when, when, um, when Kendrick Perkins said to me on TV this morning that PJ Tucker, was absolutely beat on that play. I went back and just watched it with the intention of watching it once to to look at that. And then it just by itself runs over and over and over and over again. So I just kept watching it and I just keep seeing different things each time. It It is really one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. He reaches about 11 feet off the ground off of one foot without any momentum. The, the, the LeBron chase down block was brilliant. And obviously the timing of, of it was, was legendary. But he, you know, had the chance to build a full head of steam running up essentially down the entire court. Right. This is a unique. I don't know that. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody be able to successfully defend the alley and the oop. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over seven hundred dollars on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Meanwhile, you ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. This came up in the get up meeting this morning. Who invented the phrase, a series doesn't start until a road team wins a game? 
that came up in our meeting as it does everywhere when you've got for the first time since 2006 the NBA Finals are four games in and the home team has won all four games and so someone will inevitably say you know a series doesn't start until the road team wins a game and our coordinating producer on our TV show in the mornings is a guy named John Fink and because he's this kind of guy Fink says who started that I hate that expression and then because we are these kinds of people We got into about a 10-minute discussion over whether or not we like that old adage. As old adages go, so the old adage, a series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. Nuno, do we like or dislike the adage? I think it was probably started by someone who was, who stinks. And uh, I was trying to think of what I was saying. I've I've completely lost. This Eddie Johnson thing completely threw me off. Uh, You hate the adage. I hate it. Don't like it. It's just a poor man's excuse for not winning a road game. Bubba, do you like it that a, the, the, the expression a series doesn't start until the road team wins a game? Oh, I love it because the series doesn't start until the road team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I actually kind of like it, too. I think it's it's it has it's, been summarily criticized. Bubba. I think it's uh, I think it's proven to be correct. I, I agree. I, there's something if series I like start it, to the home team lose. I get it and I like it. So I gave Hembo the homework assignment of looking it up. Where did that phrase originate? Pat Riley popularized the, popularized the saying in the 1980s, but it is not known who said it first. The home team loses version appears to be earlier than the road team wins version. This is the first instance of it being in, in any newspaper. It was May 29th of 1983. The quote was, as the theory goes, the playoffs don't really start until the home team loses a game. Pat Riley said that after the Sixers beat the Lakers in games one and two at home in the 83 finals. That was the faux, faux, faux team. Right. They went up losing games. The Lakers went three up losing games four. three and four at home. But it was Riley. So remember, Riley, see, if he had made it up, he would have trademarked it because that's mm-hmm. the guy he copy wrote three-peat. Um, <laughs> and, and, and because he's just that kind of smart. And so, but that, that we have a legitimate answer to the question. That's where it begins. You can blame Pat Riley. We know where it was first put in print. We don't know where he got it from, though. Um, uh, fair enough. But if that's where it was first put in print, I'll say it started there. Uh, who, knows where if he, who knows who said it to him? Sure. But it wasn't, if it wasn't ever said in such a way that it got written about, mm-hmm. then it wasn't a phrase that people used. Do you like the home team loses version more I than like the, road the road team, team win- wins? You like the road team wins I like version road team more. wins. Okay. I don't like home team loses. Okay. I don't know why. Not a big home team loses guy. <laughs> I like road team wins. So we'll see. Anyway, one way or another, now we know where that comes from. And again, the Bucks and the Suns, the series starts uh, potentially on Saturday night since no road team has won a game so far. We'll see if that changes on Saturday. You will see all the action on ABC. You will hear it here on ESPN Radio. In the meantime, I just want to go back to something. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. I want to go back to something we talked about during the green light a few minutes ago, and we were up against the end of an hour. Hambo, you were making the 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 suggestion, and I heard um, uh, 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 Bob Wischusen saying this hmm. yesterday. Bob was doing the Barton Hahn show following us, and I was in the car listening. He made a similar suggestion when Rob Manfred said that by eliminating the shift in baseball, it'll make the game look more like it has always looked and that there would be something comforting about that. You were suggesting you think that's a good thing. I do. I don't agree, and I'll tell you why. Because frequently we've seen pretty substantial changes to the way sports look, maybe not something 
exactly like this, but others, if we gave it some thought, we could come up with it. And frequently, I think we like it. That's an exciting change. If the shift was something exciting, I don't think the problem with the shift is that optically this doesn't look like the game that I've been watching all my life. I think the problem with the shift is that it sucks all the life out of a, out of a moment in a game because players just continue to hit into it. So if you were to shift, give me a player they shift all the time. Just Anthony two, Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. They shift him all the time. If they shifted Anthony Rizzo and 50% of the time he went the other way and smacked it out, first of all, they'd stop doing it, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. But if that felt like an option, then it might be kind of exciting. The problem with the shift is that the, 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 the batters never seem to change their approach mm-hmm. as a result of it. So I think we associate the shift not so much with the optics, but with just, well, this sucks because, I mean, nothing, nothing is about to happen right now. This guy's either going to hit a home run or he's going to hit it to one of those five people who are standing within 20 feet of each other. I don't think it's the optics changing mm-hmm. that are the problem. Here's why I think you're wrong. The reason that so many hitters now are, are, are focused on homering and not worried about strikeouts is because they know if they put the ball in play on, on a line or on the ground, it's going to wind up into the teeth of the shift and they will be out. If you can eliminate that, in theory, hitters will be more inclined to put the ball in play. So the the shift is creating a lot of the problems that we don't like in baseball. I'm not arguing that. Mm -hmm. I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. But that is not the problem is it doesn't look like the game we've always seen. They're separate. Those are two separate discussions. That's correct. I'm not disagreeing. Let me make myself clear. I'm totally in favor of eliminating the shift. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is the, the thing you just said, that's the reason. That's why they need to eliminate the shift, because it makes the game worse. But can't there Not be... because looking at it, it doesn't look the way it's supposed to look. But there can be two good reasons to do a thing like this. Right. But I'm saying the second one is not a reason. It doesn't matter I don't think you. the second one would be a problem, because it, it doesn't happen in, in, on every, in every moment of the game. No, of course not. But it happens frequently enough. But it also you know, adds to the time of the game, because you have the third baseman running out to right center field back and forth. Fine. And then Again, with two strikes, that's the problem. The problem is not the optics. Most, I, I'm agreeing with you on eliminating the shift. But most problems have multiple reasons for them, and the optics are just one of many. No, I'm telling you the optics are none of many. The optics are not a problem. Bubba, let's get to Bubba. Bubba, many people may not know this, but before um, Bubba began his now storied career, in radio production, he, he was actually an ophthalmologist. So no one understands the optics of things better than Bubba does. I, I, he may have actually invented certain contact lenses. I'm not 100% sure. Mm. We don't have time to get into all of that. Unclear. No. But Bubba, do you believe that the fact that the shift makes the game look different than usual is a problem? Mm, no. See, that's why Bubba is a it genius. It doesn't bother you that a third baseman's fielding the ball in right center field at all? It doesn't bother I mean, no. It. it it actually no. To be completely honest not. with you, I think if it ma- if it made the game exciting, if if it if it added to the game, I think I'd like it. It might add like an element of something cool. Like uh-huh. I remember, it, bother, it bothers me that no one ever hits it the other way. Correct. That's the part that the, bothers. But you. that's not going to change. Like that's it, right. It, so it, they need to outlaw it. No correct. one's arguing they yeah. shouldn't outlaw it. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is the visual of it is the least of its concerns. I don't like how it looks. All right, fair enough. You're entitled to not like how it looks. But that I'm telling you right now is low on the list of its problems. Coming up, Shefty dropping multiple bombs on TV this morning. If you care about the future of the NFL, you need to hear all of them next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Paul O'Neill will join us in a little more than 10 minutes on the Goodyear Hotline. Baseball second half starting tonight. One standalone game, Yankees, Red Sox, and then everyone else jumps into action tomorrow. NBA Finals have a couple nights off after um, an incredibly good game last night and a play for the ages by Giannis. But there's football stuff to get to today as well. I had Adam Schefter with me on Get Up Today, and there's a lot of stuff there. Every time he speaks at this point, you've got to listen closely. And he made he made the point, I think, really well that I make no apologies for the amount of time we have spent on the Aaron Rodgers situation on the TV show because I can't think of a story of this magnitude in the NFL in recent memory. Here you have a reigning MVP. The only two times that the reigning MVP did not play for his team the following year were when that player retired after the season. They were Norm Van Brocklin and Jim Brown. So it hasn't happened at all since 1965. And in both cases, it was because the players retired. So here's a reigning MVP who not over money, not over salary, not over any of the things we usually see, but over a case of hurt feelings is basically playing a game of chicken with his organization that could result in him sitting out the season. I continue to believe they will not trade him. And so could Aaron Rodgers, it starts 12 days from now, or a dozen days from the start of their training camp. Is he willing to hold out? Mike Tannenbaum is convinced he's going to hold out into the regular season. Shefty, I think, thinks the same. Let me play you some of that. Here was Shefty this morning with us on Get Up. Well, I don't think we'd see him at the start of training camp. And then the question is, how soon in advance would he show up before the start of the regular season? Would he show up that week? Would he wait until the season begins? It's hard to forecast that when this is a constantly changing situation. The one thing that's constant is he doesn't want to be there. The one thing that's constant is the Packers don't want to move off him right now. The one thing that's constant is both sides have tried to figure out a way all off season to solve this to no avail. And so you're asking, could he sit out the season? That's a possibility. Do we know that that will happen? We don't know that. Could he miss the start of training camp? Absolutely. Do I think he'll be there at the start? Not without this situation being addressed in one form or another. So the ways that could be addressed, because I followed up to Shefty on that, and basically here are a couple of ways they could do it. Aaron Rodgers will want out. The ability to get out on his own terms after this season. And the ways they could do that, A, they could eliminate the final two years of his contract, or B, Shefty suggested they could put some sort of clause into it 
that if he's still on the roster by March 5th of next year, he gets some outrageous amount of money, like a $50 million bonus, something that no team could ever possibly absorb, which means he is guaranteed to be traded or released before then. And I was waiting for Marcus Spears to jump in, and he did. Because Marcus Spears finally said, hold everything here. If I'm a player on that team, this stops being okay with me right there. Like, I'm good with you doing your business. The old adage, we all know that. The NFL players, they don't mind each other's business. They don't mind each other's money. They don't worry about that stuff. But once you're there, you're either in or you're not. You're either all in or you're not a part of this. And if this really has gotten to that point that it's that ugly, then Marcus Spears is basically telling us, guys, this won't work. This will not be okay. No matter how good Aaron Rodgers is and how much the players there respect him, that becomes a problem. So I don't think there's an easy way out of this, and I don't know where it's going to go. But I think it remains an absolutely fascinating situation. And and Nuno put together, this was a moment on the show. You're going to hear Mike Tannenbaum, Adam Schefter, and Marcus in here because Shefty saying this as definitively as he possibly could. This was just a moment from Get Up. Here's why they can't do that, because if Aaron Rodgers is gone and they lose, they're all fired. we got to remember, worst-case scenario is not losing Aaron Rodgers. It's losing Aaron Rodgers and not winning. That's why it goes back to how well does Jordan Love do. And you can trade Aaron Rodgers next spring. You don't have to trade him now. Mike, guess what? They've lost Aaron Rodgers. They've lost Aaron Rodgers. They already. That's, thank you, Shefty. Thank you. Thank you. Because I was finna lose my mind. I was about to lose my mind. <laughs> so Marcus was going to lose his mind. But that's what Shefty just said. They've lost Aaron Rodgers. It's a pretty big thing for him to say. Again, I'm the Shefty whisperer. Shefty doesn't say that lightly. He doesn't say that loosely. So this remains something that is really worth keeping a very close eye on. Greeny telling you to beat your own hotspot with Straight Talk's ultimate unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. All on America's largest, most dependable networks. Straight Talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See Straight Talk. Dot com. Very quickly, because I want to save as much time as I can for Paul O'Neill, let me just paraphrase for you the other bomb Shefty dropped with us today. And that is about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. Now, Deshaun Watson has all sorts of greater concerns right now than his football future. And it is always very complicated to compartmentalize covering both of those issues. He's facing some very serious accusations and may at some point face criminal charges. We don't know if that will happen. We don't know if and when he will be eligible to play football again. But Shefty making the point, and and I think as appropriately as possible, that when the time comes, maybe he'll be suspended, maybe he won't. We don't know that. But when the time comes that he is once again eligible to play professional football, he will still want out of Houston and the Texans appear ready to move on from him. And Shefty saying in very definitive language, the Philadelphia Eagles are the leading contenders to get him based on what they can offer. And Mike Tannenbaum then jumped in and said, it is the the most open secret in the entire NFL that Philadelphia is the likeliest place for Deshaun Watson to get traded to. And so that struck me as a very big deal. Now, when might that happen? Again, all these other matters that are much more important than football have to become resolved. And there is no timetable on that to my knowledge. So that could happen in the next two weeks or it could happen in the next two months or it might not happen until well after the season. But whenever that does happen, assuming the outcome of it is, Deshaun Watson is 
continues to be eligible to play professional football, he's going to play it somewhere else. And wherever he goes, that team becomes a Super Bowl contender. He's that good. He takes Philadelphia from worst to first in the blink of an eye. They become within two years, in my opinion, the team to beat in that division. We've got a long way to go before we get there. Paul O'Neill will join us live in just a moment after this word from California Almonds. You know, country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel, and almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein. Can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. Now just choose how to get fueled up. Whole almonds is a snack, almond milk in your smoothies, or almond butter smeared on just about anything. Whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds in any form are natural fuel for the best you. California Almonds own your every day, every day. TSPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. It should be fun. Greeny with you. Coming to you live from the Seaport District to Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. Lots of conversation about the extraordinary play by Giannis Antetokounmpo last night. NBA Finals. Plenty of NFL talk. But right now, back to the baseball. Second half of the season starts tonight. Standalone game between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And then everyone else gets back to action tomorrow. And it's my delight to welcome, for the first time in a long time, five-time World Series champion Paul O'Neill is with us on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Paul O'Neill. Greeny, how are you, man? I was going to take the break off, but you know what? When you call, I got I got to do it, you know? Well, You're a big man. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. The last time I saw you, I think we were both on vacations with our families, and, and uh, I forget where we were now, but I ran into Paul and his lovely family on a vacation someplace down in the Caribbean, so uh, it's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up. So let's jump, jump right into it, because I know you got a lot going on. Let's start with this. Hembo sitting next to me suggested that the next two weeks – 
for the New York Yankees could very well determine the future of their team for the next two to three years based upon the toughness of their schedule and the pending trade deadline. What, what is your sense of what's at stake for the Yankees over the next couple of weeks, beginning with this four-game series with Boston tonight? Well, I agree that they're, uh, if they have any chance to, to be in the race of the American League East, it's going to come about in the next 10 days. I mean, you have the Boston Red Sox home and away eight out of the next 10 games. And so, you know, when, when, if you spin your tires and split, you've gained nothing. If Boston puts you away, then you're all, it's the wild card or bust. So uh, I do agree with that. I don't know, um, you know, if they're in a spot where they can add what they need, but obviously they do need some, some parts. Um, there was a little spurt there right before the break that you thought, okay, now they've found their groove. Things are turning around, pitching's turning around. And then they had that devastating loss against Houston, which I don't even have words to uh, explain. So um, not the best way to go to the were some shine, uh, some signs that they were starting to pick it up before that. Yeah, and, and you know, how does a – you're a perfect person to ask this because you were such a leader and such an emotional player. Like, that team has taken a lot of punches to the face this year. That, that was the most blatant, I suppose. But there have been so many moments like that that we've seen, the blown leads and the, the, the sweeps against the Red Sox and all that. How, do, how much does that hang with a team? Like, what, what does it take for a, a group of people to come together like that and keep getting up off the mat after the punches this team has taken? Well, I, I think that coming into the year, you know, we were told how great the Yankees were. Well, maybe they're not that great. Maybe it's a misfit. Maybe there's some missing things. I mean, obviously, some guys aren't having the years you expected. You have, have had some injuries. Um, you know, so they do have to get better. I, I think that, and they will. I think Labor Torres we'll have a better second half. I, I think that Sanchez has had a resurgence, put himself back in the map. Uh, Luke Voigt, who, you know, you, you missed his offense because of his injuries the first half should really help them offensively. Now, the Araldus Chapman thing, uh, it, it has to be figured out. I mean, you just can't hold back a closer because now you've lost the games that he was supposed to close and you lost the games that he actually blew the save. So, uh, now you, you've got Chad Greenspiel, uh winning uh, wheel spinning because of what he did in Houston the last game. So uh, sometimes an all-star break can break up the season first half, second half, and uh, they need to have a big second half. But it needs to start tonight, and it needs to start in these first 10 days, no doubt about it. You'll see the game tonight on ESPN. It's a really interesting way for the Yankees to start the second half of the season. A good way for baseball to start the second half. Uh, five-time All-Star Paul O'Neill. We looked it up today. Paul O'Neill was selected for the All-Star game five different times and, lo and behold, went to play in the All-Star game all five of those times. There, there's been some conversation, a lot of conversation in, in various places, Paul, about the number of players who chose not to go participate in the All-Star game. And I just wonder, as, as one you know, who's a lifer in this sport, how did you feel about the number of players that chose not to attend? Well, you know what? I grew up as a young kid looking forward to the All-Star game where I could watch Willie Mays and Hank Aaron and guys because we didn't see them on national TV. So that was a huge night in the summer for me. And then when I finally had an opportunity to, to get voted in and things like that, I never in my last dream would consider not going to the All-Star game because it was like a dream to me. Now, is this a different day and age with, you know, all the travel restrictions and, you know, getting away from your families? It, it is. But um, to me, it's such an honor to be part of the All-Star game and what has happened in the past that um, – 
I kind of scratch my head at it, but uh, there are times um, that, you know, if your wife's expecting or, you know, you, you do have minor injuries and that seems to be the way out now as I'm nursing a, a minor injury. Well, okay. But the truth is some guys would rather have a time off. I never looked at it that way. It was always an unbelievable honor to, to go to the all-star game. It's one of the many reasons that the fans appreciated watching you play because you always seem to have an appreciation for the things that were happening. Greeny and Paul O'Neill. Let me ask you about one other thing. Um, Rob Manfred was on with Chris Russo the other day. We played the soundbite a few minutes ago and he was talking about eliminating the shift and, and the variety of reasons why that might be. What, what, what are your thoughts on the possibility that baseball would outlaw the shift after this season you know i think there is a chance i think that people are looking for back to you know the game that you play as a kid as being the same game they're playing in the major leagues and you know i the the sticky stuff that has uh, you know been brought out recently i cannot tell you how much that's changed the game uh you know guys have to pitch again you see guys sinking the ball and cutting the ball and setting up pitches and you see hitters you know hitting the mistakes it has changed the game for the best. The best thing that's happened in the game, in my mind, in a year or so. It has really changed the way pitchers are going about things. Uh, you know, I did the, the Houston series. I saw some guys slap the, slap the ball the other way. I saw guys steal bases, score on doubles. I mean, that to me is baseball. And, um, you know, I hope to get back to that at some point. But, uh, you know, I think the big thing is, and David Cohen and I have gone over it numerous times, is having – you know, a difference in your lineup. You know, you have some average hitters. You have some guys with speed. Never get away from home runs. Home runs are a big part of the game, but not one through nine. Not one through nine, in my mind, is a good team. It's very easy to pitch to if you've got everybody trying to launch home runs. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's good for the sport, and we'll see if it winds up happening. One last thing before I let you go. Paul O'Neill, you played 17 years in Major League Baseball. So now you're coming to the plate, two outs in the ninth inning. Your team is down by one. Who's the last guy that you faced in your career you want to be out there? Who's, who's the last guy you want on the mound in that situation? Uh, his name is Randy Johnson, and uh, unless he walks me, I'm not getting on base. Put it that way. <laughs> just, uh, he was a nightmare for me. I couldn't pick up the ball. He threw too hard. Uh, obviously is a Hall of Famer, but uh, yeah, that was probably the worst matchup that I could ever dream up in the game of baseball. So, so if there's one thing that I've learned from being around athletes all of my life, it is that you guys find a way to convince yourself something good is going to happen. So, so no matter what the situation, right? Like you, you, you're going up against Randy Johnson. What are you thinking as you're walking up to the plate? I mean, in an honest moment, are you thinking to yourself, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> I got no chance. Well, what, what's the mentality as you're walking up there? Yeah, you definitely try to brainwash yourself into the point where, you know, this is the time he'll make a mistake. This is the time I'll get a pitch. And um, usually it ends up not being the case. I mean, when you have certain matchups that you feel very comfortable with and you have certain matchups that, yeah, you have to try to tell yourself that I do have a chance. And, uh, you know, you do put balls in play. I mean, I had a horrible career average against Jesse Orozco. My last at bat, I finally hit a three-run homer. Mm. But – I didn't dread facing him. I hit the ball a lot. I just didn't get hit. And, you know, numbers don't lie. When you're like 0 for 17, they say, hey, you can't hit this guy. Well, I had good at-bats, but I didn't hit him. So, you know, there are certain matchups that just, uh, just don't favor left-handed hitters. Paul, thank you very much for making the time. I know you had a few days off here. I know that's precious for all the guys in the sport. Enjoy this second half of the season, and I hope we catch up again soon. Thanks a million. 
Hey, you guys have a good one, and uh, hopefully the Yankees get back in this because I always think it's good for baseball to have a good rivalry. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. That's Paul O'Neill. Again, you'll see uh, this standalone game tonight, Red Sox-Yankees. It's on ESPN, and, and uh, you know, Hembo said it, and I agree, and you heard Paul say it as well. The, 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 if the Yankees are going to have any chance to get back into this thing, they're going to start doing it now, like literally tonight. And it may already be too late, but we'll see. And, and we approach this Trade deadline in just a couple of weeks. It's a very interesting little time in the sport. Okay, we have quite a few matters pending uh, on the program today (laughs) that we need to clear up, and I will do so in 30 seconds after this word from uh, ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner who's hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny at ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, so we've done a little detective work here because we had an issue to get to the bottom of, and we need to figure out what the appropriate punishment is going to be. So there is a Google Doc that we all use on this show. It is the legendary hashtag Greeny Google Doc, and there's any number of people who have access to it. Generally, it is the document that Nuno and I started where he puts in all his show ideas and I then type in all my notes and we go on and do the show. And over the course of time, Bubba contributes to the doc. Devin contributes to the doc. Hembo contributes to the doc. Little Ray contributes to the document. We have all sorts of notes. But I don't know who writes what. So I have to have faith that everyone is pulling on the rope in the same direction. Like we're all trying to create. We all have the same idea here. We want the show to be good. So yesterday, I had put in the Google Doc, question of the day, what is the best trophy in sports? And by that, I put in gold medal, green jacket, Heisman. I think I didn't use the word trophy. I used the word totem. I typed in there, what is the best totem in sports? Because I thought it would make an interesting question for the show. And we never wound up really getting to it. So then this morning, I'm clearing out the doc. I'm taking the stuff out of the script pages so that I can put in my new notes. And I see that someone has made an addition. So now it says, what is the best totem in sports? Gold medal, green jacket, Heisman, Tour de France yellow jersey. And then in parentheses, it says, Mayo Jean. Mayo Jean is French for yellow jersey. So someone typed into the Google Doc, A, the suggestion that the Tour de France yellow jersey goes up there with the Heisman and the green jacket, and then B, felt compelled to include the French version of it. And so I said, I demand to know who added the Mayo Jean. (laughs) We must know. And so we went around the group, and no one was willing to own up to it. Hambo says he didn't do it. Mm. Nuno says he didn't do it. Bubba says he didn't do it. Devin says he didn't do it. Now, for the record, we were sure it was Devin. 100%. Uh, Devin, who is the master of the worst take you will ever hear <laughs> on, on any given topic. And we were all prepared to order him a yellow jersey and say he had to wear it every day for the rest of the time that he's on the show. Mm-hmm. But I think I have received word. Nuno, do I have this right? That we have an admission of guilt and that it comes from Lorenzo. Uh, 
That is correct. Lorenzo, our TV producer down in Dallas, or Dallas, D.C. <laughs> Nuno's having a tough day. Eddie Johnson really has no comment. But yes, Lorenzo, who tries to add a little class to the show, uh, because some of us are missing that, was the one that added this. But I feel like you opened yourself up when you put totem as the the best Mm. totem in sports. I couldn't think of a better word. What is it? How would you describe what is the thread of commonality between a gold medal, the Heisman Trophy, and the green jacket? What 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 else would you call them? They're not trophies. Awards. Okay, maybe awards. I could have gone with awards. Yeah, maybe that awards. would have been a better term. But no, wait, you're sidetracking. <laughs> you are you are you are purposely obfuscating here. You are taking the attention off of Lorenzo, who deserves it. Now, I must say, I think Lorenzo does an excellent job. If you watch our show on ESPN Plus, and you should, because not only do we stream live, but then you can watch it any time of day. They do an excellent job. Lorenzo and his team do a fantastic job of going through the Google Doc, seeing what we're going to talk about, and finding interesting ways to make the television presentation of the show the best it can be. So this is not a criticism. In fact, it is the opposite. He does such a good job that I'm flabbergasted, yeah. flabbergasted by this breach. This is stunning. The Mayo Jean. <laughs> so even if you wanted to argue, Lorenzo, that, that, that the Tour de France yellow jersey belonged with this group, which I guess on some level it does. Why would you put in the Mayo Jean just because it's French? Like, I don't understand. What is green jacket in French? Uh, the, 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 the vert is, is green. I don't know what the word for jacket. I'm not sure. But, like, we, wouldn't, we don't need to put it in there. Like, the, 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 the Tour de France yellow jersey would have sufficed. So that's the part that I find so curious was this this need to add the French version. What is of gold it. medal in French? The, the gold medal, I don't know. Gold would be or uh, the the the, meda- the medallion d'or. <laughs> D with an apostrophe and then an O and an R. See, why didn't he do them all then? Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, because this is the French event. It's a Tour de France. What is Heisman the, in French? See, it doesn't exist. There is no word for Heisman in French. It's a very American thing. So anyway, that's the one loose end we had to close up. Now we got one more we have to cover. Because a lot of things happened on the show today. See, this I blame Eddie Johnson. Once again, Eddie Johnson was supposed to be on the show today. He wound up stiffing us. It has thrown Nuno into a tizzy. He can't quite get out of his own way. And then it led to a, a really terrible conversation in which... We complained aloud about why it is that NBA coaches are now wearing quarter zips like they're like assistant golf pros, <laughs> like, like, like standing on the sideline. Mike Budenholzer looked like the guy yesterday covering, you know, coaching the, 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 an NBA finals game. He, he looked like someone that you would walk into a pro shop and ask if there's a cart available. Uh, yeah. Ask who's his boss. <laughs> <laughs> right. I need to see someone who's in charge here. In the meantime, he's like diagramming plays in the NBA Finals. But you guys have suggested that I may have said the contrary in March. So, Bubba, what do you have there? Yep, we got two pieces of audio here. The first audio is today, and then the old audio is from back in March. Give a listen. Can we go back to dressing like someone's in charge in the NBA? What, what, what happened here? Why the hell are the coaches wearing a quarter zip to an NBA Finals game? What's going on? Are they sneaking in 18 holes right before they get to the arena? Basketball coaches should continue to wear relaxed clothing. <laughs> you know, it's kind of nice to see. The basketball coaches have been kind of nice to see them dressed casually. College basketball, these guys are just wearing, like, you know, team colors, whatever it is. I kind of like it. 
kind of like co- basketball coaches wearing relaxed clothing. That's something that I think we should keep with us. That that is, I got it. Listen, I I can do nothing but applaud. That is brilliantly done on your part. And I think as a punishment tomorrow, I should have to wear the maillot jaune to do the show uh, and just sit and wallow in my shame. By the way, I'm right now, and I was wrong then. The outfits are terrible, but that's neither here nor there. All right, have a great day. We will see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.